What's up, everybody? This is the Middle Podcast. I'm here with a very, very special guest, Jean-Luc Lacuncu. What's up? What's up? Others may know him as a pop star. Others may know him as a classmate. Others may know him as the voice of Peacock. I know him as my best friend. Cheers, baby. Thank you for coming on the show. Of course, of course. And I'm not bullshitting. We actually are best friends. For the people who don't know us, probably the people watching this will know us, so they'll already know the rapport that me and John Luke have with each other. So let's just get right into it. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. How are you? How are you doing? What is your mental space like today? I'm good, bro. I'm I'm happy, man. I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. I feel like I'm in a good spot. What is uh was there a mindset change? Is there a situation change? What? Why? Are you, why would you say you're the happiest you've ever been? I think definitely a mindset change. I think for me, I don't know. I feel like after the pandemic, um, and kind of feeling during the pandemic that I got a lot of elements of my life kind of like stripped from me and taken from me. I think with you know my life kind of coming back in a sense. I like feel what like, things? I think, you know, you know, during the pandemic, I, I left my my place in the city. I was like home with my parents. which I love being with them, but it was not the lifestyle of being out in the Big city change. and doing Big shows change. and like, you know, being out there. And um, yeah, it was just a big change. And to feel like, you know, during that time in the city, I would always feel that, you know, I wasn't fully living out to what I wanted to be. And then I, it, everything had to get taken away to be like, no, like. You're actually in a really dope spot. Just enjoy the journey of being an artist. Don't be so fixated on like the destination and this like big mm-hmm. hill that I've been obsessed with getting to for like so long. But you're still trying to get to that destination. Yeah, but, but I'm just enjoying the journey. the journey. Yeah, enjoying the journey, enjoying the walk, enjoying like that, and and knowing that that's probably the best part of it. It has. It been is that. the best part. It's like yeah, you know. Even this right here, it's like, I think we're destined for great shit. So, like, course, just yeah. to, like, be in this room right now, in my fucking apartment, in the studio that in we LA, set up, yeah, in LA, LA for the yeah, first time, and just, like, like we'll remember these times. Like, yeah, bro. shit was so humbling, and we were so hungry. Yeah. And it's going to be even better at a certain point, because I feel like life just gets better, but doesn't mean that this isn't great. Right, right now. now, yeah, exactly, yeah. This is this is the moment that I think you know. For me, you know, I'm an actor and trying to make movies, and um, you know what we learn is that you know what the whole thing is the conflict. The whole thing is this big is this character that has this big goal, and it's this conflict. And like when you're watching a movie as a viewer, you know you want to see um, this person strive for something. You don't want to see them just get it in two seconds. That's not what it's ever been about, and that's not what life's about. No. And I think uh, for me, I've just been trying to enjoy that and being really like. And it doesn't usually bode well for people who get it too early, because like, yeah, yeah, for some it does, but like <laughs> I don't know, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Soldier Boy, like a lot of these dudes who like gets his love sec- Soldier Boy though. We love, love Soldier Boy, but you know he's kind of a little off the rail, and I feel like when you're successful that young, even like Bow Wow, like he talks a lot about just like. How he's done everything. There's literally nothing he can do at age 33, which is crazy that he hasn't done. Like he's been around the world. He's sold platinum plaques. Right. He saw this success at like the age of 12 or whatever, and like that shit just fucks you up. So when you have the long drawn out like kind of thing, you just appreciate shit better. 
you are actually equipped for when this shit comes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's where I feel like I'm kind of at right now. Just like, am I even ready to get to where I want to get to? Am I the, if I'm making the daily choices that like is indicative of somebody who wants to be a, either a a successful podcaster or a successful artist, like, am I ready for that? Because the worst thing that would happen is for that chance to come and then I'm not even ready for it. And then when you get that chance, it's like, if you fuck it up, you only get one shot. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like kind of being ready and just enjoying the journey and kind of focusing on building yourself rather than building the surroundings. Because that's really when shit will start to change, when you kind of take that journey step by step and just just like take it all in and learn from it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, you couldn't have honestly said it better. I think for me, that's been exactly what it is. It's trying to live every day like... I'm working towards the person that I want to be. And some days I feel like I did it more than others. But mm-hmm. I think that's what you got. And I think that and anybody would feel that way. Even, you know, I bet when you talk to like the great people, like there's definitely some days where they feel a little off. Some days that they didn't feel the most like they were who they know that they are. But mm-hmm. that's that's not what it's about. It's about just getting better with each day and working hard and, mm-hmm. and stopping at nothing until you get what you want. So Exactly. And just like being content the whole time. Like, that's the key, because the second you're not is, like, the second shit just goes to the fan. You're, um, actually, no. Is Biggs? No, not Biggsburg. You're, you worked under Steve, Steve, uh, Stout. Steve Stout. Yeah, yeah. Steve well, Stout, Biggs yeah. Burke, who's, like, in that same, like, kind of circle, he has, he put this quote up, is, like, be calm when things don't go your way, and that's how you change the tide. Ooh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. be along all that bullshit, along all those shortcomings, as long as you, like, stay focused and stay on that. You'll you'll get to where you're going. Cause so, life doesn't go your way a lot of the time. Exactly. No and matter where you are. That brings me to somebody. Your oh, latest somebody. new single. Yeah, yeah. yeah Obviously, yeah. we got to talk about that. Yep. So while we're talking about that, that's actually a question that I just thought of is, while we're both kind of accepting the journey, right. when I hear somebody, it kind of sounds like someone who isn't accepting the journey, right? Yeah, like almost yeah, someone yeah. who's like very desperate yeah, to yeah. get to where they want to be. So were you writing from like a past perspective or kind of where you still are? Like explain just this whole song. No, that's a really, that's so interesting. Um, I mean, I, the song is I Just Want to Be Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like it's it's interesting because I, I wrote the song two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, before COVID. Yeah, before uh, yeah, I wrote in 2019. And the, I think that was kind of very much where I was at when I was telling, you know, I was just talking about how, you know, back when I was living in the city and doing all this stuff, doing shows, putting out, I was working on putting out my first album, put out my first album. I had a lot of success. American Fantasy. American Fantasy. You didn't drop an album before that, right? No, no, no. Okay. I was trying to find, I was like, I feel like there was an album before this album. It was like an EP that I dropped like 2014 called New Disco, but that's like Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. That's what I was thinking about. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. no, no, no. That's so far. Um, but uh, yeah, like um, I had dropped my, I had just dropped my album American Fantasy. And yeah, just kind of felt like I wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, I had an amazing album release and got a lot of great response. I was, was doing a lot of shows at the time and like did a lot of things that I would always would have dreamed to do. But at the same time, I wasn't at the ultimate goal where like I put out this project everybody's talking about it Mm -hmm. on all the blogs like blah 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 fashion shoots like that's what it that's what that wasn't what it was so it was that coupled with you know you know the idea of feeling like 
I had chased this dream and kind of lost certain relationships or didn't pursue them to the best amount because mm-hmm. I was always trying to be famous and it was like, oh, I can't do this because I'm I'm going to be off there. And then I wasn't off there. Like girl relationships. Yeah, girl relationships. <clears throat> I think even like friendships, even like myself, I think it's a, mm. a lot of it was like, you know, trying to run away from myself because... You know, it was like, I I just got to be somebody. It wasn't that I didn't love you, baby. Like, it wasn't that I didn't love you, John Luke. Like, it wasn't that I didn't love you and who you were. I just wanted to be somebody so farther than that. Like Drake said, I had to let go of us to show myself what <laughs> I, I can do. do. <laughs> you literally that listened though. to that in the car. Yeah, no. That ass. No, that's kind of where it was. And I feel like that was always where I was at with, like, every relationship that I would get in. It would be it would be like, I can't be with you because... I gotta be with Normani or like with yeah. like whoever you know whoever you know I yeah. would try to be with when I was famous, and so that was literally where I was at. Whereas I was so set on getting to this thing and feeling I, I was gonna get there like right now mm-hmm. that I didn't really think that why why be in something why really entertain something mm-hmm. um, that much when I know I'm I'm gonna shoot off to the stars. And then when I didn't shoot off to the stars, I was like, mm-hmm. yo, you like what did I? Mm-hmm. Um, not what did I miss out on, you know? So that was kind of where, that's kind of where the song came from. But it's funny because I'm I am in a, a different place, place like a similar place where I can like still sing the song and still feel feel every lyric of it. Mm-hmm. But it's I'm, not so one dimensional. Yeah, anymore. I'm not so sad like that. My album that is coming out, um, that this is the first single off of is definitely like a sad album. And like I don't know, I'm still. I'm very happy, but I think a lot of my influence comes from that place of when I f- feel like mm-hmm. how I do in somebody, you know? Yeah. Like that character is like still where I go back to. So like, there's sometimes when I write from a happier place. But Usually, some, your songs are pretty happy in turn. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, that was kind of what American Fantasy was. It was like mm-hmm. all about, like, I wanted to make these songs that were these, like, anthems for, like, being yourself and feeling like the shit and feeling like you could conquer anything and then I didn't conquer anything so I was like I don't feel like I can make it Well out. you did it's just not where you thought but well, what you were doing is building the groundwork Yeah yeah 100% I think that's that's 100% how I feel now but I think it took some time for me to even Get see there. like it was literally to the point where I couldn't watch any of my vi- videos like I made all these videos and for so long I couldn't watch them because wow. if I watched them I just felt like I was looking at failure and it literally took me till, like I um, earlier this year, where I did this whole pitch for like a you know a a, a project that I'm in that I can't mm-hmm. say now, but it's a really cool the one project. you told me and Joe about a while ago. Yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, can't yeah, say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, know, I know. But um, uh, so and I did a whole pitch for it, and the whole pitch was talking about like my journey of making all this music. And I had to watch all of my stuff back for the first time in a really long time. Mm. And I was, I got, I finally was like, wow, I'm so happy. Like, all this shit is so dope. Like, I'm a pop star. And it almost t- took me to the point where I had to make something to convince someone else mm-hmm. that I was a, a pop star mm-hmm. to really reconvince myself before I started putting out somebody and all these new songs that I'm put out. Like, no, yo, like, you got this. Like, you got this in the bag. It's definitely a back and forth that I think all artists, even I'm yeah. sure successful artists, like 
I see Jax's fucking tail. Um, go go through like I've heard like plenty of successful artists like say like I can't listen to my old songs like they're so cringy right. like um, but I think a lot of the times like in those instances where you were watching the YouTube videos maybe you were more looking at the views than the actual video but when you stop and just focus on the video. The videos are dope. Like, yeah, yeah. If that's anything really what from the videos, be. like I always look at video, like your videos is just like kind of where I want to get my videos to. Like even okay. your old ones, like the ones where you would do them at BU and do them like with the red rooms or whatever. Like right. the new ones are like definitely more higher production value. But even those back in the day, I feel like there was always a lot of thought, a lot of like good cinema, cinema or cinematography going on. Like right. they're dope. And I'm glad that you can kind of see that now that for what they were, like they were dope. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely at that point now. I, I feel like I always felt that way, but then when, you know, I I came out with the on time video, and that was like supposed to be my creme de la creme, and like mm-hmm. put it out, and then the pandemic happened in four days, and everything shut down, and I had pandemic. This, the pandemic happened four days after you dropped your video. Literally four wow. days at four days after I dropped on time, the pandemic happened. I had wow. a whole pay for this whole agency to help market the video. Wow, and then they were like, oh, we can't. You know, people are in home, like we're having issues with this, blah, 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 our staffing, like that happened. And then I did, and then I was like, okay, okay. I didn't well, even realize that. Yeah, like I put it out. It was a great first 24 hours, and then three days, everything shut down. I felt like I couldn't post about it. And then I took some time to kind of refigure how I was going to do everything and like did this whole TikTok campaign and got all these influencers to post it. And that week was like the whole. Black Lives Matter, when like the internet went black and everything shut down. Wow. And so I felt like, okay, wow, like God, this is, it, clearly this is not the right time. I made a song called On Time, but it's it not, not the right it's, fucking it's, time. It's not wow. the right time. So, um, so it, that really took a toll on me though, where I felt really like, okay, I'm just not going to do this. And then in that though, I just made music because, not because what I else? was trying to make hits. I was just literally just like with Adam and we had nothing to do but make music. And I was like, okay just make music for fun and because we love it and it just ended up re i refound myself in like making these songs i was like oh wow like these are great and we're not even trying in it mm-hmm. you know um because especially with american fantasy too i was always like trying with every song i was always like trying like what would this be like if we were gonna make a hit and that's what every song was it wasn't like a project it wasn't like emotional in a sense where mm-hmm. i'm happy with this album i was literally just like pretty much just crying and my, my soul is so much on yeah. these songs in and a way that they weren't with the last project that's definitely like a necessary thing that as much as it sucked because i feel like by because obviously i've been your best friend throughout all of this i feel like by the time american fantasy came out it was like you kind of got to you were able to put together a lot of songs that you have been working for the past and like, yeah they were lucy's they were old songs but by the time it came out i feel like maybe you weren't recording as much maybe it's yeah, just no, from my it. perspective no, yeah, was it? um and i guess it didn't make sense because at that point you were trying so hard and like it just wasn't as fun anymore at that point no yeah it got to be and yeah it got to just be so much about finishing up the project mm-hmm. um like somebody was one of the songs i made during that time that was just like I found um, my new producer, Dulce, who um, mm-hmm. I made the song with, and um, a bunch of songs on my next project. And that kind of came out of me just making music to have fun. And I think that's kind of where yeah, um, I, I love to be. And I think that's the place I always want to stay at is you know, just having fun, going to the studio, making music that I generally love and want to hear. And mm-hmm. not, and I love the songs on American Fantasy. Like, I love them. And, of course. You know, Why? but... Um, 
was listening to 19 earlier today. That's still one of my favorite songs. And the, yeah, yeah. And 19 was one of the ones that wasn't as much as me going into making. That was it. another time you capitalized off my likeness a little bit. <laughs> you wrote a song about us. You know, put me in that. I, I was like, he didn't crack that bottle. I, cra- I was the one cracking the bottle. That was, that was. Yeah, that, that for me, that was like a love letter to like those years that we had. You know, that was like a. Cause they were such like a t- it was such- and you know even the video like I think that's what I always try to do is try to make thing you know I find music, make it a moment yeah make a moment and, and whether it's just for just me I I love having these songs that I could always look back at mm-hmm. um, that were kind of me summing up where I was at the time and even with somebody like although I'm not totally in the same headspace I was it's I'm so happy to have it as like this like wow that's like really where I was at. Yeah, and that's like really what matters the most. Like I've said, I've verbatim kind of said that same thing to my brother once. Where he was like asking like about like what I want something to do, and it's like I want it to do well, but at the same time, like the feeling of just like finishing, like making a song or picking a beat, right, making a song, writing to it, getting it mixed and mastered, get, get, getting a video done for it, and then like it just being like this living, breathing like project. Like that just feels dope. And, like, you never regret, I'm sure as much as, like, you kind of went through that back and forth, you probably were like, I wish I just did, I wish I did more videos. Like, you never regret the right. videos you did do. No, no, I don't. As Weirdly, sadly, don't. maybe I should because I wouldn't be spending so much money. But, um, but that's, no. that's, like, you know, taking a chance on yourself. And yeah. as, uh, I, I kind of wanted to go through this timeline with what I felt were pivotal moments in your career. Um. <laughs> And just like kind of where you were at that time, like you, it could just be like a one sentence answer to like each of these times. Like, just describe the the version of John Luke because we've all seen different versions of John Luke. It started yeah. off with the hat, yeah, with the hat, the then bandana. then it was the high top, then yeah. it was the braids. It was a bunch of different phases. Yeah, so, so I feel phase. like your first real video was 2014. You got me. <laughs> that was your first video. I know you. I I. I couldn't even find that shit no, on you Instagram. Can't. The no. only reason I still had a snippet of it is because I posted a snippet of it from back in the day. Yeah, that's scrubbed out. That's yeah, scrubbed yeah, that thing is gone except off my page. Um, so explain just who John Luke was at that time. I think John Luke then was just the. I think I was the nineteen-year-old who was just like wide-eyed, wide-eyed, guns blazed. That was my first video I had ever done. I, I just. That was the first song I had ever written at BU with my friend Joe and Danilo. And like, that was just like me just like trying to spew out some yeah. stuff. Like, you know. You did it, it at like Prospect Park or? Oh my God. I don't no, know. Washington Square Park. I think yeah, Washington, yeah. Washington Square Park. Square Park yeah, yeah, Washington Square Park. And um, yeah, it was just, I, it was a friend that I went to a, like a BU related program. He didn't even end up going to BU. He went to NYU. And um yeah, we just we filmed it, and yeah, that was just like my first. Song. I felt like I caught like a good mix of things that I wanted to. Like I always wanted to make EDM music because we started going to like EDM yeah, concerts yeah, yeah. in high school. That was the feel back in the day, you and that was what that a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Every song of yours used to have a beat drop. Yeah, that was yeah every that was song, it. yeah every, that was the whole thing. Every song at that in that era, and like for me, that was what like I, that's what got me into wanting to make music was those shows that we would go to and feeling like that presence in the show, like that mm-hmm. culture. Like I wanted to just, yeah, I wanted to just do that, and then um, yeah, kind of just got to the point where um, I made that song was kind of made in that vein, but when I put it out, 
people that I was showing to, they were like, nah, dude, that's not EDM. Like, that's pop. And I was like, oh, that's pop. And then I was like, oh, shoot, maybe I'll just try to do pop music instead. So that was kind of the, that's kind of where that left off with me being like, okay, I kind of want to be a pop star now. Okay. So then this wasn't, I don't know if this was so much a moment, but for me, I felt like this was the moment that you kind of found your sound, at least at that time, where it wasn't, it was still EDM-ish. But you kind of figured out like, okay, I want to make like pop music with EDM and hip hop influences. Right. And that song to me was Kaleidoscope. Yeah, Kaleidoscope. That was, I feel like, your first No, like, that was the really the like, first moment. The first like, okay, this is like a song song. Like, You yeah, Got Me yeah. was cool and I'd still like it for what... For, but it's, like, it's gone and but you can't find it for a reason. Kaleidoscope was like... Like you put that later on on, on your project album. because yeah, it, yeah. you knew the kind of the timeless aspect of that song. To me, I liked it. That much. Yeah, no, like Kaleidoscope was like, oh damn, that's crazy. Scuba Moose, shout out Scuba Moose, shout out Jared, bro, I love you. I never met him. Oh, yeah, you met him a million times. I've met Scuba Moose a million times over here. Wow, like a million times. You had a lot of friends, bro. I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, Kaleidoscope was um my friend who made um you got me Danilo introduced me to Jared like freshman year and he had this beat. And um, I sang on top of the beat. Like it, the beat was pretty much already made, and I just like sang on the beat. Mm-hmm. And I just loved the song. It was like the first song that I put out. I was working at this like trendy like agency in New York, and like it was my first summer like working in New York, like being around like famous people and like or clout mm-hmm. the clout culture of the city. Being in the industry, officially. yeah, being in the industry. That was like the first year that I was like I could say I was in the industry, and I would show it to people. And people literally couldn't believe that it was me. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I really have I really have something going on. It's not like people mm-hmm. at BU are, like, gassing me up. Like, just random people in the city that I show this to really believe with me, believe with, in me. And we got it on, like, Solange Knowles' blog. And, like, it was, yeah, like, I a big... It was that. a big moment. It was, like, the first video that I shot in the city in Lower East Side when I was, like, my first summer around Lower East Side. So, yeah, that was 2015. That I, I thought... I thought I thought Kaleidoscope was going to be the next White Iverson. I had these um, managers, and I was like, hmm. this is going to be the next White Iverson. Like, Post has nothing on this. And hmm. not yet, but um, that was a moment. And grew to be the biggest, biggest artist, artist in the world. In and the I was just, fucking world. I just, sat in my, I just sat in my office at Translation. Bro, I had, a, I had a line in a song, or no, in a freestyle that I did once, where I was like, I'm not a one-hit wonder. I'm not Post Malone. Because yeah, at that time, all he had was White Iverson. And I thought, no, I was like, I this him. corny white boy with braids. Like, I like the song, but that's probably, like, he's going to fly by night. Like, he's not. But... I, I'm like a huge Post Yo, I'm Malone a huge, fan now. Huge, he one totally of my proved artists. me wrong, but I definitely did not expect him to just get to where he's at now. Um, so we already talked about American Fantasy a little bit. So right. I feel like one of the things that went on in that era, which was big for you, was the the Barclays Center performance. Yeah, the yeah, V Files. Yeah, the V Files. So yeah. I feel like normally artists at like the level that you're at don't get to go on a Barclay stage because obviously yeah. you got to be like able to sell that out. But you were able to kind of get in a space, and that's you, one of your biggest talents, just like kind of just being able to talk your way into situations, like whether it's a party <laughs> or a showcase or whatever. Yeah. John Luke's gonna slither his way into some shit. <laughs> so like, just how did that go? Um, what was this, what was just that feeling? Like, not many people get to perform on Barclays. No, it was crazy. It was def. It's definitely a, a career moment for me to this day. Yeah, like I started going to V Files stuff because um, my friend Manchado, who's like a big 
really good friend of mine, like part of like my team. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of stuff together musically and whatever. Um, he would do a lot of e-file stuff, and that was like the first summer when I was fully living in the city. So I started going to a lot of their shows and open mics, started performing for them. And yeah, they had this one kind of open mic contest for the Barclays Fashion Show, and um, I got a, one with a, a couple of the other um the oh, I didn't know that, that you had to actually. I thought you just knew somebody who kind of like just fucked with your music no. and kind of got you like in that room. I thought I didn't know you had to compete to get in there. Yeah, no, wow. like yeah, I was. We there was a there was like a um like a competition where everybody performed their songs and then at the end of the day, Beatballs picked like a, a group of us and then yeah, we did their show at Barclays and yeah, it was it was a big moment for me. Like after that, I had a meeting at um. At Def Jam after that. I remember that. Yeah. So I like, because someone who was at the thing um, brought me to Def Jam and that, like, me and Adam were just like in the Universal Music office, which was just like crazy. And Mm -hmm. it was a, you know, it was a great experience. It was definitely, you know, one of those experiences where I feel like in my career, although I never like have made it fully, there were always different moments that I could hold on to to be like, Keep going. I feel like mm-hmm. God always like left me these moments, like these breadcrumbs of like, okay, I'm not gonna give you the full pie, but I'm gonna leave like a little piece yeah. so that you and know that, you gotta keep walking. Yeah, exactly. And that was definitely one of those biggest things that I was like, oh my god, it's over. Like especially you know when we were going to Def Jam, I was like, oh my god, this is it. Yeah. This is the part of my Wikipedia page where like he performed at V Files, went to Def Jam, they signed him and it blew up and blah blah blah. But um. And especially because that summer, I had been doing a lot of shows in the city. Like, the Barclays yeah, thing was kind was... of the pinnacle of, like, like, all of the other V-File shows I was doing, all the other, like, shows at Treble, like, these, like, underground New York City events. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, oh, wow, this is my moment. And it didn't fully end up happening like Being I thought it moment, wanted yeah. to be, which kind of threw me into um, the new project, but which I'm, I'm so happy about. And I learned so much. Even if I signed to Def Jam, the deal I would have gotten would have been trash. And th- there's just so many reasons why I'm happy that it De- went. Def Jam's not even the, doing the best nowadays. <laughs> I ain't gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not yeah, doing yeah. the best. I mean, they're great as terms of any label goes, but they're not doing shit when it comes to Atlantic. Atlantic runs. Yeah, the yeah. They're not. They're not like they're blowing not, new yeah. artists up. No, no. They're they mostly I feel like rely on their back catalog. That was probably a, one of the bigger moments. I want to bring it back to like. Probably one of the more minute moments, but I feel like it was an important moment in your in your whole career. Do you remember uh, Superstar, Lupe Fiasco? Of course. You, me, Christian Cruz, <laughs> in the studio, 2013, before anybody ever thought know, about anything. Like we literally just recorded on a shitty ass microphone. No, that was literally like the first time I had recorded my voice. Like that was literally it. Like I didn't know. Yeah, like shout out Sabrina bought you the mic, right? Sabrina bought me the mic because she wow. found she found a journal. She of found rhyme. my rhyme book. She found your rhyme book and bought the book. That was when people had rhyme books. Actually, I still kind of have a rhyme book, but now I mostly just write on my phone. Yeah, some people some people do the the um the books. I feel like a lot of people do the books too. No, a lot of people still do the books for sure. Um, but no, that was like such a moment because you know I had just been like singing like in church. my church band and like all that stuff and um. But I had I had gotten to that point where I was like, okay, I want to start making music now. But I just didn't know how to go about writing. I didn't know how to go about it at all. And um, yeah, that was like such a moment to like hear my voice 
I'm like a I'm like a mic and yeah, that was such a and like right you know do a hook for the first time when we like did you did know the seven jungle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that you would want to do music like for real at that point? I think yeah, I think I think at that point I I felt like you know, cuz I had one of my friends um who I did, you know, music um yeah. Was in my band in church. He was on the yeah, voice. You and guys of, did that one. Uh, oh no, I thought you were talking about the dude that produced the Beatles flip that you did back. Yeah, in the Jeremy. Day. Yeah, yeah. So Jeremy. Jeremy was on the voice, and like one of like our friends, like mutual friends, um, was on like American Idol, and she got like third place that year. And I just like felt like, oh shit, that was like the moment. That year was the moment when I felt like, oh shoot, I could like actually maybe do this. Like this whole dream is not actually so far off like before that you knew you wanted to be famous yeah yeah no i didn't know what you wanted to be famous for (laughs) no that's literally what it was no like that whole year like i think being like 2012 like the first time that honestly anyone ever said it to me was i was on my cruise in 2012 and i was like singing the whole time and one of my friends cruise who my friend Brittany that i met on the cruise she literally was just like she was like, "Yo, John Luke, like you should sing. Like your voice is good. Like you are you a singer? Like you should sing." And I had I was like, "Yeah, I'm a singer, but I I didn't think about it in that context, like a recording artist." Yeah, like a recording artist, and then yeah, I think I just want I just had gained this real desire to be famous by like all the fun stuff that we would do in high school and like Feeling cool from like being in high school and like all the stuff that we were doing. We were kind of famous in high school. <laughs> we were, people knew. And then we went people, to Greenwich and like people and knew about feeling, us. you know, becoming the city felt us. Yeah, the city felt us. Like we felt like we were cool in the streets. And I think I got this whole hunger for like fame, but didn't know how to like the avenue. And I got into BU and I wanted to go to BU to go to like go to LA. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to LA at BU and I'm just gonna be famous. I'm just gonna figure it out. Yeah, because you wanted to go to school in L.A. at first, right? You wanted to go to- Well, I wanted to go to BU so that I could eventually go oh, to- Oh, they had a L- program of some yeah, sort. The LA yeah, the L.A. program yeah, I that like, I, at 17, would just watch and be like, oh my God, this is like, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to go to L.A. and just, it's all going to be over. And so, yeah, that was like a big um, thing. And then I think us doing these songs was kind of the first, oh, wow, like I can- And we like put and it I out and like people- found my thing. <laughs> We put it on SoundCloud. We definitely put that shit on SoundCloud. I put that shit on. No, it was on SoundCloud. Like we would bump it. Like I like to hear it. It was, it was cool. I felt like we had done like a cool thing. I think there's just such a jump between. Even when we made Suburban Jungle, I was like, this is kind of fire. Like Steve. No, you wrote the hook. That was a good hook. Yeah, the hook. Like the the bridge. I was. It was those moments that's like, even though looking back on it, that shit's low-key trash. But like there were sparks of what I felt real talent and real potential in those like damn this is like our first like song like this isn't bad like and like realistically with anything else like if you just keep working at it like there's like we already i felt had like some type of some type of thing that like was enough to give us hope yeah yeah enough to give us hope that okay we could maybe Mm -hmm. do something like i think at that point we knew okay like we could get out of like PC. Like we're not gonna stay here. Like we're not. Thank God we did. <laughs> Took me a while. Shut, love Porchester though. Shout out Porchester. Uh, this is Porchester this, High School this marching band, baby. Porchester. But um, yeah, no, I think that was definitely like a moment for sure. 
So yeah, uh, I don't want to keep you here for too long, even though we're probably going to hang out for a little <laughs> yeah, bit we're for we're a while longer. Here. But I do want to keep this concise. We're at about the 30, 40 minute mark. So I definitely want to say thank you for coming here. Let's, uh, Dude, cheers, let's bro. cheers. Thank you, bro. I wouldn't, f- I generally, and I've told you this before, but I, I just wouldn't, I, I don't know where I'd be without you, you know, so I don't think I'd be. Thank you. And one thing I meant to want, I wanted to say earlier is kind of going through all these things of your stepping stones and milestones is for me, I always like, I remember like a vivid conversation I had when I was young, like where I was talking to Max, where I was like, oh no, Kyle is just for like people like with like better situations. Like I'm probably never going to go to that shit. Like this was like in middle school and like having friends like you, having friends like Joe, Sabrina, like you guys have you were specifically with music, but even just like all of our friends, like kind of seeing you guys push for like a certain level of greatness and like in our own like rights, like it's been an inspiration. It's kind of always been an ins- like a reminder, like, okay, I need to like, I can't give up because John Luke's out here. He's out here like spending money on these music videos. He's doing this. Like I can do the same shit, even though like I kind of brought you into my, my studio and like I was writing yeah. for months at that point, like you kind of took that first initiative of like making the music videos and kind of just bringing it to a, a certain level. And that's right. always kind of been just an inspiration for me um, working with the resources I have. But even then it's like, you know, I want to get to another level. So it's like kind of watching you, watching your friends, even like Jordan, um, whoever, like just it's been an inspiration and has always kind of been something that keeps me on my course. Like, okay. I'm not going to be the one who like just gives up, even though I kind of did for a little bit, but then I kind of got back into it because I'm like, damn, John Luke's still pushing. Like, well, I could still be pushing too. Um, like, we I still have love to all, yeah, because we have to all, you know, but I'm so proud of you. We're in LA, you know? Yeah, I'm in LA, but this isn't about me. This is about you. This is the middle podcast. <laughs> this is the first episode. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you, John Luke, for showing you, up. It's my brother over here. I love you, G. Um, and that's it. There'll be more to come. Thank you guys for watching. Cheers. Cheers.